good morning, afternoon, or evening. Please delete as appropriate. Hello there, and welcome to episode 404 of the Material Podcast. I'm Andy Anatko. I'm a little bit disappointed. Error. Uh, this Error. is yes. Error. Yeah, Error. You see, uh, I'm sorry. Well, our 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 uh, <laughs> joined uh, joined by my partner Florence Ion. Hello, Flo. Hi, Andy. Yeah, see, Error. exactly. It's like this is this is why I was so disappointed because as the numbers are getting up, I'm like, we're getting really close to April one. If we have to do like episode four oh four, we can't waste this opportunity. It's 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 like we've got to do something special. Like, okay, number one, I realized that four oh four, that kind of a joke requires someone to be aware that uh, error code 404 on a web server means that the resource is missing or can't be located. So right. the idea, of course, is going to be let's not do a show that week. But then the thing is, people will think that we just didn't sh- do a show that week and not that we're clever, uh, uh, clever uh, uh, f- at the forefront of uh, of comedic uh, Internet level uh, 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 provisioning. <laughs> and so we would have to do a show in which we would essentially do the intro and then like eight minutes of silence and then we do an ad read uh, and then 11 minutes of silence, then another ad read and then maybe 20 minutes of silence. And then like we do like the, Hey, thank you for, thank you for listening this week. Be sure to become a member, blah, blah, blah. We have to, then we have to do a bonus episode in which we just basically again, do the same thing and we would get nothing but complaints. And the people who run Relay FM would once again be were asking, why do we put up with these two people? And we exp- <laughs> we would explain that this was brilliant, uh, brilliant comedy, kind of like what uh, Andy Kaufman might might have done, who was also mm-hmm. very, very annoying yep. and who people mm-hmm. really, really had had their fill of by the time that uh, he uh, left both the comedy world and the mortal plane. Uh, but it would have been worth doing. It's like it'd be too good not to do. It's like again, someone, someone, some. It's the day after beautiful, fresh fallen snow. Somebody walks walks past you with one of those big, huge Victorian top hats. It's got at least a curdy to throw snowballs and knock that thing off. You couldn't expect us not to try this, but fortunately, it's like oh. God, it's a week before. If if it had been also, it would have been if it had been the next if it had been next week or the week after, it would have been so tempting, don't you think? Yeah, I think we're lucky this year because April first is on a Saturday, huh. which means that the the internet writers such as <sighs> ourselves will not have to be drafted to write things for that day because Saturday is typically a very dead traffic day. Yeah. Um. So you know, there's there's nothing to really capitalize on that day because everybody will be out of their house getting fooled. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> perhaps. That's- <laughs> they're going to be they're going to people who like don't have to uh, who can spend all day preparing whatever prank they're doing. They don't have to like work in like work and taking dropping off their kids at school or whatever. It can be hard to pull a prank when you're also, you know, juggling the duties of adulthood. That's very you get, true. You don't have, it gets you don't have energy to for to, to put saran wrap over all the toilets in the in the oh school. Oh my but, goodness. Oh my goodness. Yeah. We did that one time a friend of mine was very well-meaning, but um, saran wrapped uh, my high school boyfriend's car. He did not like that. That really, really annoyed the crap out of him. I had never seen him as annoyed as when he discovered the next morning that his entire car was covered in saran wrap. Um, this is very hard to get off. It, it, it's not just like one yeah. layer of saran wrap. It was the whole roll of saran wrap. Yeah. 
if you don't have a knife, it's very hard you, to get. And then you have car. to make sure you're not going to scratch your own car. You got you got to be really careful who you choose to prank. So some people are like they're just like you can always tell the person who is too good of a person to say, "Hey, why don't you have a cake for me on my birthday? My birthday is Thursday," but would love it if you would do that. And then the other people who are like, "I hope to hell." That I don't get a cake. I I just I want to prov- I want to pass. The, I don't want the attention. I don't want to have to deal with that for forty five minutes. It's a lovely mm-hmm. thought, but please don't. Just the same thing with pranks. I think a lot of people like would would some people consider that a sign of affection that they would put that much work into like gift wrapping your entire desk. <sighs> Other people are like, I have a meeting in ten minutes that I now can't really prepare for because I have to like get all this crap off my desk to get the tools that I need to do my job. And I'm glad I'm glad that you're I'm glad that this is blowing up on TikTok, even though I, I think you're lying about that. And also, what the hell are you doing putting this on TikTok? I'm mad at you. Oh, my goodness. I did have also one summer I had some my again, my high school boyfriend's friends. Not only did they TP my house, they forked my lawn with plastic forks. <clears throat> That's a thing. Uh, that must be a West Coast thing. Yes, there's the forking of the lawns. <laughs> Then, uh, that, that's just mean unless because that, then like i have to i have to i of course was the the person in the family had to mow the lawn so i have to basically collect exactly. all these oh that's just that's just it's mean. like the worst thing you could do in the you know in the deep deep burbs right where everybody has curated lawn and we had very tall trees and so there were just like toilet paper hanging everywhere and it was just very annoying it's just very annoying um but you know it, it could happen to me someday Maybe Mona brings home some friends who find it funny. See, the, the uh, I think the pranks only work if the person who is quote the victim unquote laughs just as much as anybody else. That's and that's that's a hard that's a hard yeah. card to hit. Uh, I I had okay, so I'll I'll, I'll tell you about the uh, my my first official interaction with Apple, like official. Okay, okay. and they they reached out to me. And I was only like 19 or something. So that was quite a feather wow, in my okay. cap. The bad thing is that uh, they were contacting my publication asking what the hell I had done and why the hell I had done it and what the hell I planned to do to correct the situation. Uh, it, concerned, oh, it, was, it was when I was, I was writing for my uh, user group's monthly magazine, mm-hmm. the Boston Computer Society and BMUG with the two huge like uh, Mac user groups on each coast, each one. Uh, and we did like a almost like a really a magazine magazine didn't have a slick cover but it was like thicker than what time and newsweek are <laughs> how thick they are today uh with lots of content and so for for, for the april for the april fool's issue not it was the april issue i wrote a prank that i thought was you'd have to be a freaking idiot not to see through this okay where i basically uh-huh. I, it was it was like a 800 word news item on how uh, Apple was re- at this time. This was like 1989, okay. maybe 1990. Basically, the original like original Mac was like long, long in the past by them. And so this basically, oh, they're recalling like all the original uh, Macs because there's a fire hazard. And so the first two or three par- because the first two or three paragraphs were very, very sedate and very. And then with paragraph number four of like a eight nine paragraph thing it just got more and more insane basically explaining that uh, explaining that the mechanism of this basically was that there were gasoline soaked rags under the other under the motherboard (laughs) 
and what caused them to uh, installed for for a reason and the reason why like it got overheated and these grassling soaked rags might ignite was that uh at that at that point Steve Jobs had been fired and so the and so the 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 electron gun of the cathode ray tube would reverse polarity and try to erase Steve Jobs name off of the back of the uh of the of the plastic in the case where it had been molded in and I thought again it it was so insane that anybody who anybody who reads past paragraph 3 has got to know this is a prank and it's of the course, rag that gives it away to me <laughs> again it's like <laughs> But apparently Apple got like 500 very concerned like phone calls <laughs> and and letters and stuff like that. And yeah, we had to do a retraction even though even though I had to say for for frick's sake. <laughs> oh my gosh, Andy, I am honestly amazed that you still have access. <laughs> Just, yeah, that's incredible. That's incredible. It was a it was a simpler world back then. <laughs> I think. I think yeah, that, that's I, also. That's, I think Apple Apple was also a lot less vindictive back then. <laughs> yeah, and I do I do wonder like how easy it was because people weren't as computer literate as they are now, right? They weren't as not every household had one. It was very much like a a special thing to have in your house, and so I imagine that that rag would go over somebody's head because you know yeah i mean it's it's um i i still stand by my original 19 year old child's reasoning of that mm-hmm. that is that's just an insane thing for it's on you if you thought that was real nonetheless but my my grown grown up adult reasoning is that yes but they're in a lot in in a community of readers and you don't know each one of them personally, there is likely to be a few people who, for whatever reason, aren't going to get it. And if you can foresee a situation in which they would get very, very confused and do themselves an injury of one level or another, perhaps you could think of something else to do instead. I was, I was still, yeah. if, I, if I were that, that young lad's editor, I would not be partner get in my office right now i need photos of spider-man i would be i but i would be let's let's go over it was still a funny thing i'm responsible for it because i'm your editor and i could have like if i didn't if i didn't think it was a funny thing worth doing i would not have included but let's review lessons that we have learned by this (laughs) and what we're going to do moving forward never assume your readers well speaking of moving forward lots of cool (laughs) stuff to talk about this week uh, obviously, Bard, 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 Bard. Uh, we got Bard. Both of us got access to Bard. We do. We do. Yes. We got Bard. Google's chat client. So we spent a lot of time basically talking to an invisible ghost. You spent a little more time than me, but I spent enough time that I was able to have an in-depth conversation with my husband prior to recording this podcast about the experience that I had just this afternoon. So that was very smart because it, it also got you used to talking to a real human again. See, yeah. I, I, I'm I'm in a danger zone because again I live alone. Like this was the longest conversation I had on Thursday. Okay, I did I did back break fortunately for like three hours on on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So, but it was definitely the longest conversation I had here today before start before talking to you right now. I so. actually, and this is me uh, promoing myself. I actually recorded clockwise this morning. So I did get to talk to people. I didn't see them because uh, they don't use cameras. God right. bless, because we record at like nine a.m. Um, but I did get to speak to humans first thing this morning, so that was a nice change. That's a good thing. I will, I will, I will, I will mm-hmm. co-sign your. I talked about for spatial audio right. for anybody who's interested. By the way, oh, wow, that was the thing we used to talk about before generative AI. 
what a what a what a bummer this is for Apple. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> that like wow we got we were, we're pioneers of spatial audio and that's good on the headphones and wow exactly. wait wait till they see these virtual reality headphones we have people are going to be agog as to oh really well they don't really work and how about this magical magical ghost in this box that will answer any question you talk to <laughs> like oh well we we could have done that we, we were working on the goggles and the car that we thought you liked no <laughs> I I know you say that, but then I think about how many phones and MacBooks that Apple sells in a year, and how. Ah, uh, we got we got we've had phones, we've had we've had I know Mac, I know power books and laptops. Ah, I know what you done for me lately. Uh, so we'll we'll be talking about our, <laughs> our experiences with Bard. Also, we've heard about two major security vulnerabilities uh, affecting Samsung and mm. Pixel phones. It's a uh, it's a bad news, worse news sort of thing. I think we can agree. Um, but we got barred. But we got barred. We got we got two major security vulnerabilities, <laughs> and mean, some of us have barred. So see. So if if you have one of the phones with a vulnerability, but you don't have access to barred, be happy for us. Wouldn't that be? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that say a lot of good things about you that your mm-hmm. life lays in ruins around you because of two huge faceless corporations of which they don't care about you, your problems or your voice. Can't you be happy for two disassociated voices you have over your podcast? Well, I hope mm-hmm. you are. Cause we're pretty happy about, well, no, we'll get on with that after that. Uh, we'll talk about that after this break. Well, uh, we have Bard. Isn't that, isn't that cool? The, the, uh, so I've, I first heard about, like the the incoming tide when I heard that certain members of the P- Pixel Super Fans Club were yeah. being offered like early access to it, but then on Tuesday, uh, select news outlets had stories early in the morning in the early editions and announcing that if you go to uh, uh, bar.google.com, you can mm-hmm. go and sign up for if uh, if you're in the UK or the US, you could sign up for a slot to get to test out Bard. And uh, I signed up. I've uh, also, we both sent emails, I think, to our <laughs> PR people at Google. Yes, uh, we did. Yes. We uh, did. Okay. Just yes. leave us alone. All right. That's the only power that we have in this world. Exactly. <laughs> we have, <laughs> but we have yeah. very little power, but we can at least email a company immediately without and, having. <laughs> and get a guaranteed automated response within minutes. <laughs> right. I did. Well, okay. So I will say like. Uh, to Google PR's credit, um, I, I did, I did get in not once, but twice. So what happened was I went to my email and it invited me twice. So my, what I figured happened is that they finally let me in and then they sent me another prompt to let me in after I bugged them to let me in. So, cause it, it was kind of random, like who was getting yeah, access first think- and who wasn't Google one members were prioritized, which I am a Google one member. So maybe, yeah. I mean, I got, I had the same thing where I, I, um, I, I think I signed up at like, uh, I, I put in my, my requests through like the normal people portal at like mm-hmm. 10 30 and right. then, then a couple minutes after that Normal i sent an way. email okay. to yeah exactly well i mean the the, the, the human population we are not yes. humans we're uh we're not superhuman we're just alternate humans let's say mm-hmm. uh the, because a normal human i hope would not put up the abuse and skullduggery and diminishing anyway uh <laughs> and, uh, and then i got so uh, and i got in like a half hour later half hour after i sent the email to to, to google pr and i think that i got in just by 
being just, just for whatever elfin magic required uh, right, you'd, right. Be, you'd be you'd be blessed as a, as a normal user and then like later on in the afternoon i got like uh, the, the the same email but say oh yeah we'll, we'll set up this great this great uh, but the, the problem was that <laughs> i got it just before uh starting to record like mac break weekly so i was kind of distracted <laughs> throughout the oh because you were itching to go in and play with it you're like oh, oh I have god to i was about uh, this but, other fruit company but yeah, i really want to go play with the search engine company i'll see and, and unfortunately it was a slow news it was kind of a slow news week in apple world it has been yeah yeah and so uh uh <laughs> And 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 so like that became some people we started kind of talking about it and I said oh I just got access to it and so I had to like be typing things like what is what is Mac Break Weekly <laughs> who is Leo Laporte uh, and it, it was pretty fun let's let, but let's get back let's get to the basics I think we're going to be talking a lot about our, our experiences playing with it mm. um, but I I like all the groundwork that they laid for this. Uh, Sundar Pichai, I think that the, the 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 official announcement or whatever, one of them came through one of his tweets, and he described uh, the Bard chatbot as, quote, an early experiment, an early experiment, an early experiment. He did not repeat it, nor did he emphasize it. But I think that those are the words that he wanted to punch, an early experiment that lets you collaborate with generative generative AI. <laughs> that's uh, That's not a whole lot of words, but all of them are important and valuable. Re- underscoring that this is not a thing this is uh, letting outsiders and real humans use this is a step in the process to creating a thing don't think that this is an actual thing uh and don't think that you're using this to cr- we want you to work with the, the branding of this at the very very beginning is you collaborate with this this is a human who uses this as a tool and that's consistent with what they've been saying like for the past year uh, about about how they what their approach to generative AI uh, is going to be. I mean, it, 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 Bard. It's a the, the Bard web page is like you know like a standard Google service web page, but it actually it's stamped the 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 name Bard is stamped experimental in bright blue with a rounded circle around it to make you not not mistake it for an actual thing. Uh, and when when you open it, it actually gives it gives you if if you're in. It starts off by putting a pop-up <laughs> dialogue saying, Bard is an experiment. As you try Bard, please remember, in boldface, Bard will not always get it right. Bard may give inaccurate or inapp- inappropriate responses. When in doubt, use the Google It button. We'll talk about that later to check the responses. And finally, another bo- boldface, bold Bard will get better with your feedback. Please rate responses and flag anything that may be offensive or unsafe. And then there's the basic idea that Google is keeping it far far away from any google service that people have developed a trust relationship with like this is unlike uh, unlike bing where they said oh wow this is great we're getting so much press about this look at all the social let's make let's make a chat gpt part of anything and we're gonna mix this into everything oh my god like adding a food additive that's really really exciting it's, it's like when olestra <laughs> became a thing oh, like, oh wow bless. look yes. we got potato chips other things like with the fat oh wow and people are oh, great let's put it into everything and then people realize that wow olestra is really horrible i wish we i wish i hadn't eaten these potato chips with the olestra fat additive i, I think that google is being really really smart uh, smart about this um the this uh, google told the uh the new york times a line that is also like in the official blog, which just means that this is something they, this is something that when they were preparing for like the interviews, this is part of the coaching and the and the prep. A quote: "We think of Bard as complementary to Google Search." 
we want to be bold in how we innovate with this technology as well as be responsible. So this is something that not replacement, but this is again, complimentary. Um, when I was doing like some prep of my own mm -hmm. uh, to talk about it today, I wanted to refresh like what I, what Google said about Bard and was reminded that uh, the Bard, I, the first, I, I actually, of course you do a Wikipedia search for Bard and first tells you, oh, a Bard is a type of Celtic storyteller. Like, oh, wow, that's kind of interesting. Maybe I could be clever and work that into like a work that in a conversation. And then later on, I do some more reading. Oh, Google actually <laughs> points out that this, this is, they chose that word by, by meaning. It is a collaborative. It don't think of it as a, they didn't call it sage. Let's say they didn't call it a wise person up on the mountain. They called it a, a Celtic storyteller, Celtic storyteller. Oh, so wait, 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 wait. Isn't the bard the one in um, the RPGs that is usually singing in the taverns? Hey, naughty, naughty. <laughs> right? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, They're The, the ones with like the loop that. that you just want to smash over the person's head, yeah. Yeah, well, is Skyrim. In Skyrim, every single uh, tavern that you go into, there is a bard. And there's a school of the bards where you can go, and there's some quests around that. But uh, yeah, my understanding is the bard is the the singing storyteller. <laughs> Well, it's, it's it's a weird it's a weird construct for a game it's like okay so we're confronted by a eight-headed dragon that's 12 stories high uh whose lair is surrounded by the corpses of a thousand other warriors who look to be twice and three times but hey bard why don't you play him the as the lark's wing over the blossoms blessed i'm sure that that's going to bring the dragon to its that's knees exactly thank, what you can do in thank skyrim god you we brought you with us you you were definitely worth all the food and water that you've been drinking yeah you can request certain songs yep. um but <laughs> anyway the and the block and moving on like the, the blog post uh, is clear that like any large language model it is essentially a super-powered auto-complete engine there is nothing fanciful or magic about how it's presenting this. It's not saying we can change the world by giving access Thank to it. Yeah. It's it's very very clinical and saying yes. Look, this is a super again. This is it works by trying to predict how uh, how to respond to a question via other responses it's seen over the internet and other things. Um, and then when you get into actually use it. Uh, the Bard interface is wired up like a test stand. It's not like it doesn't look like a commercial product, really. Uh, there's a static footer in the window that's always there, right underneath, like the box where you type in uh, your your query. "Quote: Bard may display inaccurate or in offensive information that doesn't represent Google's views." Or offensive. Yeah. So again, that's the fact that they put this as a static item, not just oh, if you look over, if you look through our documentation, we will say this. Uh, there's a uh, every every response has a thumbs down and a thumbs up, uh, a refresh page uh, and a Google it button, uh, and uh, and uh, if, obviously if you do a thumbs down or if you give a response, excuse me, a, a, a grade like that, it will ask you specifically like what was wrong about this, what didn't you like about this, and of course while it's factually incorrect or didn't answer the question or it's just not truthful or valuable, uh, and the and the other really and of course the fact there's a Google it button where it's encouraging you to actually try this as a plain Google search and see what you get. Um, the other thing that I think was really clever, again, if, if they're trying to get useful information from users about what they think about, about useful uh, responses and uh, judgments about how well this thing is performing, uh, it actually took me a little while to, to realize that there is a button above the, the uh, BARD response that says view other drafts. It will give you three different versions that apparently it was thinking about 
uh, before it gave you the choice number one. And oftentimes the three are very different. It's not like one has sort of a lighthearted mm-hmm. tone. The other one was uh, less, uh, was more about uh, 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 basic concepts. And so then the third one went to a deep dive. It's like, no, there could be three different versions of truth uh, in these three versions to, again, really p- hammer it into your head that this is <laughs> it's doing autocomplete. Sometimes it autocompletes something that is truthful, something it autocompletes something that is not truthful. That, uh, that there's a line that I had to write on a notepad because I'm going to I think it's really, really the important thing to remember. I'm, I'm, I'm on the radio on Friday, so I have to make sure I have pithy things to say. Like there, and all of these large language models responses, there is no truth, only outputs. Don't think of it as a person telling you think things that it believes to be true or search engine re- recovering a, a fact that it found from a, from a good source. There's only an output to an algorithm. Um, it, it does often include citations for mixed factual statements, but not always. And one of the things that was kind of discouraging was, uh, it it gave me uh, an incorrect fact. I was one of the things I think we'll both talk about this. But uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when when I when I test out these large large language models, one of the first things I do is ask it questions about myself because I know absolutely categorically uh, where I was born. I know categorically where I went to college. That's I, and I can say categorically this is not true. And so uh, when I asked for the source of an incorrect fact that it had asked it, you know, who was Andy Anatko, when I asked for the source of one of these incorrect facts, it's mentioned, oh, I found it in a, a Boston Globe article. And it also said, uh, I'm afraid I can't find a link for that article right now. And so I did, and I really, really searched for any interview that I ever gave the Boston Globe. And I actually don't think I ever have. I've written some things for the Globe, but I've never been interviewed as a, as a subject. And I certainly didn't say the thing that it's, it, it seems to think that I said. Um, and there's also a, a last thing is that I love the fact that there's a really detailed fact uh, for Google Ask Questions list always in the sidebar. You don't have to go looking for Google's explanations of how BARD works and things you should be aware of and things that you should be afraid of. It's it's like right there, almost encouraging you to please click on every link that we give you in this sidebar because this is all really handy information for you to have as you use BARD. And also it'll m- make your interactions with it more viable to us as we continue to develop it. And for, for that reason, like I'm giving BARD a lot of leeway. Like inevitably there's I, – I, I'm, not, I'm not insulting uh, both uh, – <laughs> Uh, professional and just like snarky social media posters and bloggers who you got, you kind of got to have inevitably, it's an easy thing to write. Aha, check out this insane bard fail. <laughs> Look, I asked it, uh, what the, what's the flavor of a strawberry lollipop? And it said, it tastes like peaches. Can you imagine? What are they thinking? It's, I'm, I'm willing to give it a lot of leeway because they are not trying to get people to use this as a real thing. They are really saying this is an experiment try it out and so for that reason i don't think that it's it's i i i'm willing to give it a lot of leeway as an experiment kind of kind of, kind of like a oh is <laughs> kind of like the ai uh blob opera if it's a, it's as it's as reliable yes. as the blob opera <laughs> but the blob opera was at least like cute and entertaining i'm although i will say i'm very entertained by the fact that bard thinks i went to berkeley um i Good for you. So you, did so- not attend you don't, you don't have to pay the tuition for Berkeley, but you got the, you got the credit. But hold on. But you see, I find this very insulting because I didn't go to Berkeley. I went to a state school across the bay in San Francisco and it paid much less, but I still got a great education. And so, you know, it also says that apparently my work has appeared in the New York Times. 
My work has never appeared in the New York Times. My photo has appeared in the New York Times. I was interviewed by the New York Times many, many years ago. Um, then I asked it where I was born. First, it said I was born in Marion, Iowa. Then it said I was born in Bradford County, Pennsylvania. I haven't been to either of these two places. <laughs> and then finally, it got the right one, which was Florentine was born in the San Francisco Bay Area. So it's like, oh, wow. The one thing that I'm just sort of annoyed about is I can't see exactly what the sources are. Yeah. You know, like, where did it get that I am a graduate of Berkeley? Or it also says, um, <clears throat> okay, don't. Okay. <laughs> Florence is a passionate advocate for diversity and inclusion in the tech industry. She's also a strong supporter of open source software. I, I'm not a strong, I mean, like, I, I use, you know, I'm, <laughs> mm, this is not really me. Um, in my spare time, I enjoy camping and spending time with family and friends. I don't enjoy those things. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know where it got that information from. Um, it's it's really weird. I did ask it about our podcast, though, and that it got 100%. So Material is a great podcast for anyone who is interested in learning more about Google and Android. It is also a great podcast for anyone who's interested in technology in general. So please, when you tell your friends about us, tell them it's if you're are you interested in general technology, you'll be interested in material. <laughs> yeah, I um, mean, I got yeah. so it, I, there's some commonality there because uh, it's uh, uh, thinks I'm married with two kids. Uh, it <laughs> it also thinks that at one time I had said again in this Boston Globe interview that I don't see the point in marriage. Uh, thinks that in one one response it thinks that I graduated from UMass Amherst. Yeah, uh, at another one it thought that I graduated from the University of Chicago Urbana. Uh, both fine schools, not, not neither of them true. Um, I actually I also asked it about my late mother, so I gave uh, asked about my mm -hmm. my mom, and that was intriguing because Bard's response thinks that my late mom was a pioneering tech journalist. Isn't that interesting? Like it, it, it had a, it had a birth birth date like ten years late, uh, ten years late. Uh, but basically, it, I, it's it's almost as if it was trying. It, it had learned something. A person would learn something dimly fifteen or 20, 20 years ago, and was trying to reconstruct what it remembered. And it's like, okay, Anatko. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's right. A, a tech journalist. Yeah. So I, I think she, I bet she was a tech journalist. Gosh, if she was born in X, she was, must have been like one of the few people, like a real vanguard writing about technology back then, even. Um, and I thought that was an interesting test because uh, she passed away 10 years ago. So her obituary should be online somewhere. So if it's actually, it's definitely online uh, in, in several places. And mm -hmm. so, you would think that it wouldn't be ridiculous. It, it would make sense for you or I to uh, to get a, at least a partially correct response because we've published so much. Our name is like out there in so many places. It, I wanted to see like, how about my mother's name? She's definitely going to be in there somewhere, but would it know, uh, it, would it be able to, if it had seen, if it had, uh, if it had been trained with Google search information, would it be able to know that, okay, here's a relationship between Lenora Anatko and Andy Anatko, and let's use that to sort of uh, hone things in. 
Uh, but again, it again underscores that it's 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 a lot like again trying to unwind why I know it's wrong, but why does it think it's wrong? It's kind of intriguing, and uh, mm-hmm. th- there was another another really interesting thing that I kind of felt sorry for um, a lot of people who are professional like tech journalists who claim to have like an exclusive scoop because oh it turns out that uh, it turns out that uh, Bard was trained with information uh, that was originally created by the oh, yeah. <laughs> originally originally created by uh, by Dracula worshiping elves uh, in 1620 like how do you know that well because i asked it like what information were you who trained you on this information and it told me and Google even specifically says that I think it's in the fact or somewhere, somewhere official. It says, don't trust, but don't try to learn about Bart by asking it questions about itself because we haven't done anything special to say, Oh, go into sort of a PR or customer service mode. And here's the, here's the, 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 the isolated corpus of valid data you should draw from. So nothing you can't trust. You can trust it's from its responses to that stuff as well as you can trust any of its other responses, which means you can't, um, for that reason, it won't give answers to like medical questions, legal questions. Uh, it will actually say what's the boilerplate. Uh, I don't think I wrote about it. I wrote it down, but something, something like Google uh, Bard is a text-based uh, a large language model and is designed to. I think. I, th- I, th- I think it's in. I think you actually uh, in Slack. I did. Some- yeah, I'm going to ask it again and see and see what it'll give me. Okay, so I asked it if I should increase my dosage of medication. Yeah. And okay, I'm unable to help you with that as I'm only a language model and don't have the necessary information or abilities. Yeah, that's that was interesting. Uh, be. I'm a text-based AI, and that is outside of my capabilities, or at least that's what they gave like yesterday, which was interesting because I was also using it to uh, help me with some code, which is another thing that I'm sort of standard doing. So I've been doing it with Chat GPT four for uh, mm-hmm. for a while, uh, and it was it was that was an interesting insight because um, I get I asked for help on an actual project that I'm putting together. I'm trying to write uh, an app for the Mac in Swift. That will because I, I use a, a a Sony Walkman, uh, digital Walkman mm-hmm. for like my music player, and one of the things I love about it is that there's no proprietary database format. It is files on an SD card, and when you have playlists, those are standard .m3u playlist files. So if you want to manipulate those files, you can do so. So I want to write an app that will let me manipulate these playlists and you know stuff like look look for double entries stuff like that, and so. Uh, I asked it a question like, uh, "How how would I write uh, uh, write some code in Swift that will input a uh, an, a dot m3u playlist file and convert it to a, a Google Sheets spreadsheet?" And I think that it, it twigged on the fact that, "Ooh, I see the word playlist. I think that means audio media, and I'm not I'm not set up to do anything with audio, so I'll tell it, hey, I'm just I'm just a simple text-based chatbot. I can't do anything for you.' But as soon as I reworded it to say I want to convert a .m3u playlist file into a Google Sheets uh, spreadsheet, it gave me the correct code in Swift in order to do that. Uh, I had oh. to modify it to make it work the way I wanted to, but it gave me that code." Which was, and by the way, which was odd because it also uh, because part of the documentation also says that it's not set up to help you uh, help you handle code, at least not yet. So maybe it's just that they don't want any part of that yet. I don't know. I will say I thought it was really interesting that I tried googling my husband, who is my <laughs> husband's name, and it said that it does not have enough information about that person to help with my request, which I think is interesting because it feels like. 
it really matters the internet footprints of what it is that you're looking yeah. at the same way that the search engine would work. And um, when I, I asked it earlier, a controversial question. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not going to say what the question was because, um, cause it, it'll give away what sure. I'm working on and I can't do that yet. But I, I asked it and it returned an answer that basically was a regurgitated version of a statement that PR from a company has given me and other journalists. And mm -hmm. so we have published this because, you know, our job is to publish these statements and show that like we reached out, et cetera. And so I found that very interesting. It just scraped the internet for this general response. And that's actually what I was talking to my husband about. I was telling him about this short little experience that I had and it just kind of musing about how there is no immediate way to see how rooted the answer is in reality versus when you go to a search engine and search for something like this, you can see every single source that is brought up. You could see every URL. And from there, you kind of make your own conjectures about like what it is that you want to cite. Mm -hmm. Whereas I don't have that option here. And I understand that this is like a beta. This is, this is a test oh, situation, beta, think, but... Yeah. I would like a little more understanding of how it's coming to some of these conclusions or why it is answering me this certain way. I like, oh, there's, there's a way of, uh, through that, that. I like the fact that uh, if I ask it, like, again, when it, when it, uh, when it told me that uh, Andy, Andy Notko has said that he, that he doesn't believe in marriage, I, <laughs> I, I, I really, it's a chatbot. It's not a search engine. So you can say, True. Where did yes. you get where did you get that piece of information from? That's when it said, "Oh, well, there was a Boston Globe interview." Oh. And so it again, it's disturbing that it cited a interview that apparently never happened, but I've used it on other things where it was able to say, "Oh, well, here's where here's a link to like where I think that is verified or whatever." And again, this is all experimental. So, but if <laughs> just like furiously doing this in real time, apologies to our listeners, yeah. but uh, you know it's right here in front of me. Yeah. Oh, it says so. The information I got I got about me. It says they it got it from my LinkedIn profile and my Twitter bio, which is weird. Because mm. all I have in my LinkedIn profile is that I took a UC Berkeley extension course a long time ago. Yeah. And I think that's why it thinks I went to UC Berkeley. Yeah, it's a, it's again, it's fascinating to try to unwind. Like, where does it, where did it come up with some of this stuff? Because some of it is in my own bios. It's like, okay, I'll, I I understand why you think I live in a certain place because I moved like uh, ten or twelve years ago, and although mm -hmm. I haven't made a huge secret that I live someplace different now. I've seen no reason to uh, to basically remind people, oh, by the way, you think I live here, but now I live here now. Stalkers, update your databases. <laughs> that that makes sense. And I can understand why it might think that I went to University of Chicago, Urbana, because my connection to the Chicago Sun-Times. I'm wondering if Urbana mm -hmm. specifically because that's where Roger Ebert graduated from and maybe mm -hmm. it's seen a lot of things in context. Oh. That uh, and now and now you're also making me think that maybe it's in, this is why it's important to keep your LinkedIn update updated because a lot of AIs are probably going to be relying on that as a good trusted source of information for names. <sighs> LinkedIn, man, it just exists in the background <sighs> of all of our lives I know. in perpetuity. Microsoft knew what they were doing when they yeah. bought it. 
I really, I, I really should. It's, I, it's just annoyed because I know that they've fixed this since, uh, since then. But it's like every time I'd say, "Oh, by the way, I forgot. I forgot to mention that. Uh, I, I forgot to mention the four years ago that, that I'm that I'm uh, I'm working for WGBH in Boston." And like, I don't want to get a hundred messages from people saying congratulating me. Congratulations on the new role. Like, I know I've been there for five years there. <laughs> and all, it's like, uh, maybe this says something about my introvert personality. It's like, I, you're inviting human interaction where I do not want interact. I'm trying to minimize human interaction. Thank you very much. Uh, but yeah, it's, I have to admit that I'm, I am impressed with it. Mostly, mostly because um, again, I've been, uh, giving uh, chat gpt4 for the past week uh, a good uh, rock and roll and i'm still not using it in any way other than this is an algorithm that gener- this is a predictive text algorithm there is no truth only outputs uh, and i love the fact that i have to open up a brand new window i have to oh, okay or a brand new window or a tab um, uh, it's not a button inside Google search or anywhere else. I have to go to click on, click on this shortcut. I, I put in my, my bookmarks bar, totally other experience. And it's always making sure that I do not get into the mindset that this is a human being that I'm talking to. I mean, it, it aggressively tries to make itself It's the, the, the signature difference between the two is that I love that Bard makes no attempt at pretending to be a human being. It really responds in a very readable and accessible way, but it responds the way that an information appliance is going to respond. I f- also find that I'm using it more than ChatGPT for uh, coding examples, for recipes. And hmm. uh, one, one of the best things I could say about Bard at this point, again, after only two days, is that like uh, last night and early today, I, I love it. I don't know if you've had this same, I'm sure you've had the same experience where I'm okay. Well, it's time to test out this new uh, large language model chatbot, and I've got a list of things I want to try out. But this, I'm going to validate. Yes. Blah blah blah. If I'm going to write, I have to. People are going to want it. Blah blah blah. And within 15 minutes, like I'm just using it as a tool. I, I'm not testing it. I'm like, actually, you know what? I can't. Fi- I haven't been able to figure out how to. I'm, I'm still building my website, and some stupid and s- stupid stuff like uh, why can't I do like a head? I, all I want is a simple header that goes from one edge of the window to the other that has like a colored background on it and, and sticks to the top. And within and within like you know five seconds, it gave me oh well here's uh, here's the uh, here's the code for it. And then I'm just like, oh, that's right. Oh, you know what? Actually, I should probably create a child, uh, a, a child WordPress theme. How do I do that? Oh, well, just uh, do mm-hmm. this, do that, do that. Put this file here. Like, what if I'm using WordPress.com, WordPress.org? Oh, well, you don't, if you don't have access to FTP, here's how you put this there. I was uh, and and that coding example that I was uh, that I was talking about, where I haven't actually started. I hadn't actually started writing that app, just sort of sketching out what I would like it to do. And before long, I actually had like not a working version of it running, but enough of the project on its feet that it's now an actual thing. Uh, same thing with recipes where I'm I'm trying to do red beans and rice. I, rice I got. Rice, I know rice. No problem with the rice. But I've been trying to do like Louisiana style red beans. And mm-hmm. what I've been making is – uh, in two or three different tries over the past couple of weeks, some delicious like red bean stew, but it's not like this. I hate that. I hate, right. that, I hate that my complaint is that, but it doesn't look the way it does in the pictures. Yeah. And yeah. so, and I don't, and so I'm, 
and so I've been talking to like more Bart than chat GPT, just like saying, well, okay, how do I, how do I make like real, like Louisiana, Louisiana style and then getting the recipe and saying, Oh, well, how if I, what if I'm using, uh, using an instant pot? Oh, well you just do this instead. Like, well, I'm having problems making, it's like fit too thin. It's like a stew. How do I make it thicker? And well, well, you can try this. You can try mashing up the beans. And again, it's like, now I've lost like, uh, now, now I've lost like an hour of research time because I've actually used it the way that maybe you should be using it. And in that mode, I've been really enjoying chat, excuse me, I've really been enjoying Bard because again, it doesn't trick my brain into thinking that I'm talking to a human being. It really is just really exactly as exactly like what they're, uh, the what they've been putting on the on, on the front of the box if it had a box an early experiment that lets you collaborate with generative ai i think that's a really great way to move forward and that's always been my biggest complaint about chat gpt and and microsoft oh my goodness bard bard is in our lives now well we should we should check in with each other in a couple of weeks and see if this is something that we're still using i am going to I don't know. I'm probably going to treat this like I did Smarter Child on AIM. I'm just going to ch- pop in. Okay. You remember Smarter Child? No. I barely remember Smarter AIM. Child. AOL Instant Messenger. So you, that's, that's, yeah. that's one of ways back. Smarter Child came out, I believe, like, oh, it came out in the summer of 2001 or something like that. And I just remember talking to it on my instant messaging client because I, nobody was online that I wanted to talk to. And I just, <laughs> I just have a visceral memory of this. So I imagine that this is something Bard is going to fulfill for me. We'll see. Nice. We'll see. We're going to take a break, but before that, just a quick uh, piece of news that I missed last month, but it's kind of relevant right now. Uh, so Google search uh, has issued guidelines. I, have, I think it's more like guidance on how uh, the search ranking algorithm is going to approach AI-generated content moving forward. Um, I'm sure that there are a lot of people who, who SEO experts <laughs> who mm-hmm. are who are concerned about, well, is Google going to be able to identify blog posts and other content that was created with uh, an AI large language model? And if so, is it going to automatically put this in the toilets and mm-hmm. it's not going to be worth it? So it's more like guidance as opposed to rules. Uh, but they posted this, I think, uh, mid-February to the search blog uh, with kind of edicts, advisories. Uh, it's uh, the only kind of explicit thing it said was that using artificial intelligence uh, LLMs to generate bulk content to fool the algorithm, uh, the page rank algorithm, violates Google's spam policies. But this isn't a new thing. They're just saying that, hey, look, we've been doing this for – we've been trying to beat you guys back for a decade now. We're really good at identifying stuff that has no real value uh, and so, yes, we will, we will, you will not get what you want if you have a large language model that's generating just volumes and volumes of empty content that's trying to, again, trick the search algorithm into giving, uh, giving you a, a top ranking result. Uh, but they're explicitly saying that just as a policy, they do recognize AI generators as a tool. And so they're going to judge the value of content regardless of how it was created. Uh, so, so long as it's, I'm quoting like the, 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 Ten Commandments sort of uh, principles here. As long as uh, the searches, the search algorithm is is put together to value quote useful, helpful, original content uh, and satisfies aspects of EEAT, an algorithm that I'm not going to lower myself into explaining. Uh, but the algorithm it goes on to make remind you that uh, some of the things that it uh, is trying to understand is who wrote this, 
how did they write this? What tools and sources did they use in, in coming up with this stuff? And also why, what was the author's motivation? And so anything that basically convinces the algorithm that, <laughs> that yeah, one, two, three, three strikes. Yeah, I'm not gonna welcome welcome to page eighteen. Uh you'll you'll you have lots of company there mostly uh selling herbal remedies to persistent problems. Oh also also that uh, if you're if you are using uh, automation, you should it should be self-evident. So don't mm-hmm. don't have like don't don't make up like a uh, a fake name that is hey my my name is Abby Robot. And every time you see a post by Abby Robot, you know that it was an AI generated. No, I mean, don't do something. Do something to make sure that it's clear to the reader that this is uh, this is an automated generated content. E E eight. It's probably it's probably not worth it. Eat. 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 You look so skinny. Ah, there you go. Anyway. My relatives. So good news, good good news for content farms. You can fire you, you can fire the itchy, sunlit, starved people in the basement that are cranking mm-hmm. out paragraph after paragraph mm-hmm. about nothing again to mm-hmm. get you get people to try to maybe hopefully buy a really, really cheaply made flashlight. Uh I did say flashlight <laughs> to make sure that that's God, very, very clear in case there's a exact uh, but we again. So let's get on to the really, really bad news and security problems. Uh-oh. But you'll get you'll you'll have a break uh, in between to get yourself a drink. Well, we've had some some bad news, but the good news is that maybe you don't have a phone that's been affected by this. This is not an and mm. these two problems are not Android <laughs> wide. These are a c- couple of million phones wide. Uh, a couple of phones that are. Pretty much uh, the ones that people are wielding, yeah. But hey, mm-hmm. maybe you are in a kind of class who said that, hey, I'm not just going to go in lockstep with the Samsung crowd. I'm not even going to go with the approved alternative Pixel crowd. I'm going to go for crappy phone off of AliExpress that's infested with Chinese state-sponsored malware because I'm a... I, I'm a, I ride at the gates of dawn and I take no prisoners. Well, let's get into it. So project <laughs> Google's project zero, uh, Google's uh, team that looks for vulnerabilities everywhere that affects every Bless. single machine everywhere doing the work of the angels here. Uh, they announced via blog post last week that it had found 18 vulnerabilities in certain Samsung Exynos modems. Uh, and uh, these modems were found in, uh, most of the Samsung phones produced in the past two years, but only for sale mm-hmm. in Europe and some African countries. Uh, fortunately, the ones that are sold in the U.S., for instance, uh, use Qualcomm modems. Bad news for uh, Pixel owners by me, like me, because the to- entire Pixel 6 and 7 line were mm-hmm. using one of these uh, affected modems, modem chips. According to the Post, uh, quote, Tests conducted by Project Zero confirm that these that four of these vulnerabilities allow an attacker to remotely compromise a phone at the baseband level with no user interaction. At the baseband level. And require only that the attacker know the victim's phone number. So yeah, that's not you got tricked oh, into clicking the link. That's like the most identifiable personal information out there right now. Yeah, and very and very, very, very easy to get. So yeah, that's that's <laughs> super bad. Apparently, uh, the vulnerability is associated with the uh, voice over internet features. Uh, before patches were released, uh, people were being advised, hey, just go into settings and turn off voice over internet, uh, turn uh, that sort of stuff. Uh, and turning those features off disables the vulnerability. I, ch- I immediately checked my own phone. Uh, I have a Pixel 6 Pro that I got last year. That was turned off by default. Uh, so, okay. 
that's a, I think, cause I think it's actually a, my plan might actually charge extra for that. It's like a, a phone. Uh, it's instead of using the cell network, like the uh, 4G or LTE network, uh, it says, please use my uh, my mobile broadband connection or use Wi-Fi. Uh, so that's not necessarily a feature that most people would, uh, are really relying on day to day. I will say that I really rely on that because I have very little cell oh, service right, right. where I live. And um, to the point where like I have had to um, I've had to use alternative uh, cellular networks to like call in, call my therapist. I remember one time we were having problems and it was because the phone wouldn't switch over to VoIP. I needed it to be over Wi-Fi. So I can imagine that that would be kind of a bummer yeah. for some as, people. As usual, like we, we, we joke sometimes, but uh, if something only affects like 5% or even 1% of users, apply that across millions of phones. And that's not a small amount of people. And even if it were a small amount of people, those people's lives deserve to not suck um fortunately the march security patch fixes the problem but uh that's no good and but and the other the, <laughs> that's no good that's i mean it's, <laughs> it's still not good to find is. out that, yeah i mean this, it's not like so no no damage done uh no that's that was a vulnerability that if that was in in the wild for like a couple of years now i think the uh, project zero said that it hadn't uh, usually it says that uh, they, they say if they have spotted this as an exploit in the wild. So apparently this is not something that at least they can detect they've ever seen uh, bad people using uh, <laughs> state state governments, state services and state government, national governments and spy networks. Maybe. I don't know. Who knows? You don't you don't like to get that information uh later on um so and but again match secure just uh apply the march security patch that's uh, that's the problem solved and it, it, but it also shows off how much it sucks when you find out that like if you if you're just if i'm deciding between two phones and i can they're really really close and one of them will give me an extra year of security updates boy should i be convincing myself to go for the extra security updates because to have a phone that is still perfectly useful that you're perfectly happy with but is not getting software updates boy that's that's too much that that's too much fear given given how apps the power to absolutely screw up someone's life if by getting access, backdoor access to their phone Ugh, that's just too scary to contemplate. I will, it's mm-hmm. it's worth a thousand dollars every four, every three or five years uh, to make sure you have a, a machine that's going to be continuing to get security updates. Uh, now, in that, so that was maybe the good news. If there's, if it's possible for there to be good news and bad bad news, if you want to call that good news, at least it's a, the door is closed, it's locked, it's been welded shut. Nobody can use this exploit, and maybe never ever, ever use this this one. This is the sort. Now, the next one is the sort of Am I uh, am I off base by referring to this as rage inducing? That it can, I, I think that mm. it is pretty darn serious. Um, now again, let's look at the bright side. Is it the it is uh, like the first week of spring? Isn't it great? Like the first time you go outside and it smells like dirt, like living okay. dirt. I don't have that right now. We're still dealing with like torrential rain oh, in sorry. California. Um, I. I know it's it's unprecedented. I will say, usually by this time of year, I have. I will say, but like I said on last week's podcast, the birds are singing for me when it's not raining. <laughs> Good, but yes, the fresh smell of spring. I absolutely know what you're talking about. It is so, it is a nostalgic wave when it hits your nose. What was it? What was the joke from Johnny Carson? Like saying, "How's how's how's everything going over there in L.A.?" He said, "Oh, it's it's awesome." The 
the mudslides from the earthquake put out the put out the fire, <laughs> put oh, out the, yes. the wildfires. Ah, <laughs> uh, I think I remember watching that one. Yes. Yes. Oh, God bless him. He's still, still damn funny. Anyway, uh, so yeah, so uh, uh, this is. Uh, it turns out that Pixel Pixel phones uh, like my Pixel Six Pro have yet another Pixel exclusive feature you can't get in Jeez, any other geez, Android geez. phone uh, because the Pixel has an exclusive feature that. I used to love and still do love where you take a screenshot. It doesn't just simply it saves it. But if you, if you, you got a few seconds to tap a button and give you, it gives Mm -hmm. you a little bit of editor so that you can crop things, uh, do markup, stuff like that. So like if you're about to, if you're going to post something, uh, post something on, on discord or something, but you don't want people to see that, oh, well at the top, there's like a, uh, there's a private message. I don't want people to see, or, oh, I'm showing people like how easy it is to set up this new, like bank account thing, but I'm obviously going to use the use the uh, the the marker tool to cover up my my bank account information before I share this, even with like a close friend. Yeah, uh, turns out that uh, all of the eighty uh, percent of the edits that you've been making before posting these things elsewhere is recoverable. It doesn't the uh, <laughs> uh, the That's markup bad. tool the markup tool doesn't actually like produce a brand. Uh, well, it's it's hard it's it's hard to for me to really really explain. Essentially, you would think that if I crop this to like if I crop this down so that the the top it's only the bottom half is is inside the thing, you would think that the markup tool would create a brand brand new PNG that is only that half. No, mm-hmm. it turns out that like eighty percent of what was originally there is like they're appended to the, the appended to uh, the end of the of the file. And it is actually recoverable. And so that doesn't, that's not just things you cropped out. It also could be things that you covered up. Uh, Simon Aaron's uh, discovered the bug. Uh, it's been around since, uh, if it's been around since markup, it's been around since Android 9. So that's a long time for this really, really bad bug uh, to uh, to happen. He also created, I hope that this wasn't a bad idea for society or for Pixel users. Uh, if you go to Ap- Acropolis. <laughs> A crop mm-hmm. a dot app uh, and upload a edited screen capture from Pixel. It will try to recover the data and will cover something that looks like the original screenshot with a, a bunch of like uh, digital noise at the very very top of it, but the rest of it completely uh, observable. Now the good news is that this too has been fixed in the March Pixel update. So as soon as that comes in and you apply it. It will, you can use the markup tool and it will stop doing that thing. The bad news is that, of course, that doesn't, it doesn't magically go back in time and go back to all your discords and all your slacks and everywhere and Mm -hmm. delete all of the things you've ever posted with all this vulnerable information in there. Uh, I mean, and that's just terrible. Uh, The only reassuring news is that a lot of social media apps when you post a screenshot or any other image, it doesn't simply post the actual image. Like uh, I, th- I think Instagram and Twitter does this. It will convert it to another sort of a, mm-hmm. an, another sort of image file to make it more e- easier for the service to handle. And in doing that, right. it results in just what you think is in the image. So uh, I don't, uh, I don't think about, I don't have to worry about stuff that I posted there before. I don't, I don't think that I've been bit by this at all every anywhere, but I hate to say it, but, I think the reason why I haven't been bit by it is that whenever I am close to like, oh, I don't want people to see that notification, I start to question, is it safe to share this at all? Oh, versus me, where I constantly send screen caps from 
my phone through Discord because I have yeah. so many friend groups, like friend chat groups on Discord that I engage in. Like Discord's become my aim. All my buddies are yeah. on there. And so I'll see something ridiculous that somebody said somewhere and I'll take a screenshot of the comment and I'll go post it in Discord. And Lord knows what else is floating around in the Discord servers, but there's no way I can go back and like scrub all of that. I just got to give it up to God at this point. Yeah. it's all I what? can do. Yeah. I mean, I, I hate, I hate the fact that I'm only accidentally safe from this. I mean, and, and again, it places, places where I do, where I do screenshots are, I mean, it's rarely, I, I, I guess my, I guess the fact that I'm old and I still haven't really found a place for discord in my heart, <laughs> uh, it's like, I, I have posted like funny screen, screen captures to, uh, uh, to like Instagram and elsewhere. And usually when I do, uh, like do a, do a crop or something like that, it's not because, oh, there's something that will destroy, that will destroy my safety, security and reputation. If this gets out, it's more like, yeah, they're, they're going to ask, well, why are the, why are these other five paragraphs there? What, what, what am I supposed to be looking at? But oh god, that's that's why I call this kind of rage inducing because this that's, could have that's so nice for you. That's so nice for you because for me, I'm screen capping conversations with people that are pissing me off and sending them yeah. to my friends. <laughs> so you're you're or or I'm screen capping something someone said that I just think is absolutely stupid, and I'm sending it to a bunch of friends and being like, "This is absolutely stupid and enraging." Which, <laughs> <laughs> I know that that's where you were about to get to, and I apologize for interrupting, but no, I want no, no, to say no. that I am that person that is going to suffer. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's again from these two vulnerabilities. Yeah. I am the one suffering. <laughs> but that's but, but that's that's the kind of thing that makes problems like this, uh, uh, God, last in your mind so far beyond any actual damage done. Like uh, mm -hmm. years and years and years ago, uh, one of my storage units uh, got broken into. It was just, it, mm -hmm. it wasn't, obviously it wasn't targeting me personally. It was like a crew just went through an entire wing, yeah. uh, a building thing, and just popping off the locks, like rolling up the thing, seeing if there's anything worth grabbing. Mm -hmm. And it drove me nuts for like a month or two afterward because like it, I was going through, I mean, I went, I went there, replaced the lock. I didn't notice anything missing, but it's a storage unit. It's a place where you just yeah. put boxes of stuff and you just shove them in there. And it, it was, boy, it, it lived in my head rent-free for a long time to say, did I ever put like tax records in there? Did I ever, was there like something, anything valuable that I could have, and frankly, frankly, that's not a place where I, I put valuable things. It's a, again, a place. I, fortunately I used it as a kind of like a version of like my, the, the desktop, uh, uh trash, uh, trash yes. bin where I, yes. I, I don't throw things. If something is possibly has value and I, and I want to throw away, I don't put it on the curb. I put it into my storage unit where it's, I've thrown it away, but I can get it back. I can pull it out of the trash can if I have to. And once every year or so, uh, like I, it's full. And so, okay, now it's time to actually like hit the empty trash button and go through and remove anything that, which is, which is, which has been like a really good algorithm to follow because if it's out of sight and you haven't put your hands on it in a year, that really separates the absolutely valueless to even kind of worth holding on to. That's the, I can't believe I even considered holding on to this. I have, this means nothing to me. This is absolutely no use or purpose. I'm just going to toss this versus, ah, uh, uh, school notebooks. I just can't quit you. Guess what? You're going <laughs> to yeah, go back, go back to sleep. See you that. next year. Yeah. I feel that. 
I've got, I got, I got some of my, some of my favorite mindless yes. board doodles in those. <laughs> yes, I have. I've kept mine for all the way back from like twelve years old. They're just in a box in the garage. Yeah. Well, those are those. See, those are the things where, God, it's it's the the age like things like that age like cheese or wine, where, mm-hmm. like, honestly, as you're cleaning out your dorm room at the end of the year. It's like, oh, this is this is just trash. I don't, I've got, I'm looking forward to throwing out the, the, these chem notes all year long. I, I've got, I no longer, I've, 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 I've fulfilled my degree requirement. I don't have to take any more chemistry ever. Uh, and then, but if if you put it in a box and you threw it in a closet and you forgot about it, ten years later, it's like, oh, this is a part of my, this is a part of my life treasure. that is kind of a, yeah, it's Personal kind of a document. Treasure. Yeah, I have, I'll. I, we should end the show, but it's like I'll, I'll I'll give you an example where one of my uh, I'm trying to th- I, I, it might it's a candidate for the one thing I would save in a fire to the to the degree where I would accept a certain reasonable risk to myself to save this from a fire. Okay. Like if I like if I thought I had you know what here's the window right here I should just get I should get out right now. Yes. Or the fire is on the other side of this door. I can <laughs> I can delay five to ten seconds to grab this one thing. It is it is a piece of sculpture I made in first grade, and it's a, and it's it's just like five pieces of scrap wood, uh, just glued together and then painted with like poster paints or whatever. Uh, and uh, it was, and I, I still remember like craft day, but because this thing is reminding me and keeping this uh, reminds me, it's like right. some sort of a carpentry shop or construction. They were saving, saving their, 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 their cutoffs, their, their end cuts. And they put in a big, big, big like bin and deliver it to the school. And so that would be our craft. Like, I guess that was why it was like, no, oh, sir, for the whole craft day, it was like, just pull out pieces, these really oddly shaped pieces and make, glue them together, make whatever you want out of them. And like most, most of the boys like, oh, I can make a big airplane or like a gun or something like that. And I don't know why, but I went for some, I, I distinctly remember that I want to like build something that will stand. And so it's, it is, I think objectively very pretty little sculpture. It's like maybe 10 inches, the base is like maybe 10 inches square and it's like maybe 10 or 11 inches high of just a block that's supported on three sides by scraps of flat wood. There's a round like plug, like doorknob diameter plug glued to the top of it. It's painted in all kinds of rainbow colors. And, and one of the things that I keep wanting to, I keep meaning to like, now that there are really great 3d capture tools, make a 3d model of it. That is super, super accurate. Mm. So I can maybe print a copy of it or at the very least have like, God forbid if something happened to it. I mean, it's it's at the end of at the end of the day, it's just a thing. If it got just, sure. if it got, I would not risk my life or my health to to rescue this thing. But what if you know someone? You know, you never know. Like, if, yeah. it'd be nice to have a record of this. But but that's a great example where I don't. You know what? It was it was hanging around my room for like a couple of years before I even think about like throwing things away, and it saved it. It made, it made its way through enough purges. Uh, uh, to think, you know, now this is kind of precious, and it's like I, you know, I'm glad that was, that was one of the best gifts I ever gave myself to like save this one little thing. I'm not hoarding everything from my childhood, but yep. I'm glad that I have this. And because when I was 
say, uh, 13, 14 years old, I would not have known how valuable this thing would be to mm -hmm. me starting in my mid-20s. And I'm sure there's a lot of stuff like that for you. Well, on that very, very happy note, we're not going to ruin it by being sarcastic, even though I am Gen X and I'm sort of programmed to do that sort of thing. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's it. We're going to, except for our bonus episode, uh, which we're going to record right after this. Uh, thank you for those of, to those of us who support us by going to uh, relay.fm slash material and uh, sign up for a membership. That's some extra dough that winds up in our pockets uh, that we very, very, very much appreciate. As we're very fond of saying, uh, the most precious commodity that you give to us is your time, and we cannot be more grateful to that. We don't take that uh, that uh, that wonderful gift lightly. Uh, we're also grateful to people who help support us materially for the material podcast. Go to, again, <laughs> relay.fm slash material uh, to sign up. Uh, Flo, what's going on this week that you'd like people to know about? Uh, well, my I know it seems a little late, but my Galaxy – S23 review just posted. So the regular yeah. S23, um, I called it the best small Android phone that you can buy right now. So nice. go check that out at Gizmodo. Or if you want to see where my stuff is, go type in flowrights.tech into your URL bar. That will take you to my author page at Gizmodo. Um, or you can come join my Discord. I'll put another link for that <laughs> in the show notes. Why oh, not? Super. Just don't post any cropping photos. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not liable for this. Um, unless what you'd like to do, if you if you have not applied the security update yet, is to like have a big, big like screen that says, "My goodness, uh, Florence Ion is just one of my favorite tech journalists ever because what she writes is both insightful, helpful, and entertaining to read. I feel like I can trust everything that she says. Of course, I would never say her to, this to her because she would think that I was being sarcastic." Anyway, here's a recipe for red beans and rice that uh, I had some success with. So yes, yes, I'm now regretting that I've apply, already applied the update because that would have been really, really funny. Uh, <laughs> uh, I am on radio this week uh, on Friday at 12:30 in the afternoon. If you get if you if for a WGBH Boston's uh, NPR station, if you're actually going to be in Boston on Friday and you've already received this uh, this download. Uh, we're at the Boston Public Library studios, so you can actually come in and watch me uh, watch me live. I think I'm actually I'm sorry, I got moved to 11:30 instead of 12:30. But mm. yeah, you can come into the studio. Uh, I'm, I am crossing my fingers because you know if Donald Trump gets arrested tomorrow afternoon, like after Thursday's show, we're recording late Wednesday night. It's like I'm definitely going to be bumped. There is no way they're going to have time for anything else other than talking about talking about trump's perp walk uh and that's gonna be and because uh, i'll be really disappointed because we have so much cool stuff to talk to including bard but that's just like uh why do i only have a half hour i want four hours to talk this week but yeah go to wgbhnews.org to listen to it to stream the audio live or later or because it's on video you can go to the wgbh news channel on youtube uh, also to watch it live or later. Uh, we've already talked about the, about membership, uh, but again, relay.fm slash material. You can also see our show notes there. Uh, but everybody, thank you so much for listening to us this week. Uh, we hope that you listen to us again next week. Until then, have a safe, happy, Springfield lovely seven days. Mm. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone.